What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Negler here with a very special guest here at Cheesehead TV. You probably know him if you have been anywhere near this channel for the last few years during the NFL draft. Joseph Randolph joining us, the content creator for Cheesehead TV and our draft guide. He builds our big board, top 150. And everybody who's gotten the draft guide knows uh, Joseph's work. But like I said, if you've been watching the draft for the last few years with us, you know, Joseph is the man, the myth, the legend who knows more about these draft prospects than we ever could. Joseph, how are you tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. And I, I just can't wait for next week. This 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 draft class is keeping me up at night. Literally, <laughs> literally. I, I don't doubt it. Um, everyone who tuned in last night, thank you so much. I'm sorry we had to punt till tonight. It's, uh, you know, Joseph's day job kind of got in the way, which can happen. Joseph, I, I there are undoubtedly going to be people out there that don't know your background and don't know where you're coming from, etc. Can you give us a, just a little kind of brief glimpse into what it is you do during the day and then how you got into doing this draft stuff uh, in your free time? Uh, so I'm currently a, an active duty service member in the United States Army. I am just recently coming back from Europe. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of happenings right now. A lot of people you, you think uh, when you when right. you come back home, you know, oh, you got time to you know rest and and there's time for that. But uh, you also got to realize you're you're bringing back you know roughly five thousand people and loads of, of stuff. Right. We're right. talking about just, you know, weapons. You'd be, you be imagine the the kind of the crap we haul across the ocean to sustain I ourselves. Don't doubt it. So, right. uh, it, it's kind of crazy right now, but I'm waiting for that that uh, that break where, you know, OK, we can just just go to work and not worry about a random ship coming in with a train and, you know, oh, we got to move this. It's like, yeah, it's it's hectic. So. Can't so, wait. you know, you had something kind of important to do last night. But so so how did like I know we've talked a little bit on the draft stream about it, but like, have you always been a fan of the draft? Have you always been this into it? Did something kind of materialize through your fandom with the Packers or whatever? How did you get into the draft? I think I started at the firing of Mike Sherman. <laughs> um, Good place to get in. And I love Mike Sherman, the coach. Um, Same. Same. But uh, the picks were just, and I didn't know any better. I was still a, a young Packer fan. So right. I was like, this just isn't adding up. And then Ted came in and he was a totally different like entity. And mm -hmm. then, and then I despised Ted at first. And then <laughs> as you get a little older, you get a little wiser. You start right. to, you start, you start to understand the old man. And uh, it just kind of right. went from there. I love it. I love it. Well, let's, let's get into, your draft board a little bit here, because I, I, like I said, anybody who's got the draft guide has undoubtedly looked at this big board. Anybody who's watched our draft stream knows how into these players you get and how much work you do to kind of break them down, etc. I will say something that jumped out right away because there's so much talk every year, obviously, but this year, especially as quarterbacks are expected to go at least first overall, if not the first couple picks. Uh, the first player in your draft board is not a quarterback. It's Will Anderson, uh, the edge player from Alabama. Why is Will Anderson your number one player in this draft? You know, I had to kind of discipline myself, and maybe I, I, 
I fought myself too hard on this. I when I originally uh, sent this to Al, I actually had Anthony Richardson number one, and I was like, you know Love what, you're, him. you're a Florida him. homer. You know they're gonna they're gonna, <laughs> right. they're gonna say, like, oh, you right. just put that because he plays for Florida. I was like, right. hey, um, <laughs> I went with Will because you know, seen him for a couple years. The production's been there. The the traits have been there. You you don't have to second guess like, well, can he do it? No, he just does it. And all these quarterbacks have some kind of, you know, question mark, whether it's Bryce with the, the size, whether it's Richardson with the, uh, the lack of production, whether it's Stroud with the knock of coming out of Ohio State or you know, Levis with uh, his inaccuracy issues. So right. um, you, you take Will Anderson, it, it's a set it and forget it pick. So, you know, he deserves to be number one in my eyes. Probably right. not going to go number one, uh, prop, hopefully still in the top 10. But uh, that's one of those players where it's like, hey, like if you're trying to either rebuild or find that missing piece, uh, Will Anderson's definitely your guy. Well, we've got questions piling up here in the chat, so I'm not going to waste any more time on my stuff because God knows I don't know nothing about no draft. But I will start with Brandy. Who, who asks, Joseph, what are the odds the Cardinals trade with the Packers swapping 15th for 34 for Buda Baker? What Do, do we see a, a player arriving during the draft weekend? Uh, other than, like, you know, we know Aaron Rodgers will most likely be leaving. Do we see Buda Baker coming to Green Bay? I, I can't say I see it. I mean, he he's outright said he wants to be, if not the P-A-I-D highest. P-A-I-D paid. <laughs> yeah, and, and the – the books just, I mean, I, Russ Ball has, he is a magician, but I don't know if this is within his wheelhouse to make that contract fit without gutting something somewhere. Um, and, and Buddha will probably have to wait till after the draft because although it is a shallow safety class, if, you know, right. if teams get the guy that they want and the projection is there, it's like, Hey, I, I get, my my Buddha Baker, maybe not quite Buddha Baker, but I get somewhere in that realm and I'm saving over the course of a five year contract, maybe 25 million, you know? So it, right. I think any, t- I think pretty much any like high end free agent is going to have to wait till after the draft and see where the dust settles. Cause there's going to be some teams that are inevitably out. And I, I don't think we're ever really in it to be honest. I agree with that. Uh, Lloyd asks, First of all, he says, good evening, Joseph, which is mighty gentlemanly of him. And then he asks, what is your opinion of safety J.L. Skinner? See, I have no idea who that is. J.L. Skinner out of Boise State. Uh, he's a toolsy guy. Not necessarily your, your high-end safety. Um, I've got him, I think, roughly about a fifth-round grade on him. Right. Uh, his knock to me is just, just maybe being a little – less athletic than you desire. Uh, I can't think of his rascal off the top of my head. I know he's, he's quite, I think maybe in the sevens, maybe lower eights, but just not quite, right. you know, in the premium uh, of athleticism. Premium range, before. right. You know, uh, Brian Gutekunst, if we've done the, we've done the numbers, his average on safety is about an 8.8. Um, and there's very few safeties in that class that even touch that threshold. I was going to ask you, do you share kind of like what I've, kind of gathered is the consensus opinion about the safety class as far as a real lack of not only just like depth, but just in general talent. I, and it's funny because I always kind of, 
I'm always remiss to get too general with like you paint these br- with these wide brushes, right? When you talk about these draft classes at certain positions, and then inevitably some guy jumps out and has a great NFL career, and you're like, well, you found somebody, so there was certainly talent there. Sometimes it's you know position or fit or scheme or coaching or what have you. But do you share that opinion that this safety class is kind of bereft when it comes to top end talent? Bereft, I wouldn't necessarily go bereft. I think this safety class has uh, a solid floor, but not necessarily a high ceiling. Like you can find a guy who can start and you can find a guy who can produce. You may not get a Pro Bowl season, an All-Pro selection, a defensive player of the year, but you can find some guys that can absolutely, you know, cover your back end. Um, You know, you've got the probably one of the, if not the athletic safety of the class in uh, in uh, Sidney uh, Brown, you know, in, I think he's somewhere between day two, early to early round three to possibly late, you know, round right. two, so, you know, you've got guys who, you know, maybe don't, you know, blow the doors off you, but guys who can absolutely play. And then um, you've got maybe some guys on the, in the cornerback class who are, actually prime candidates to uh, convert to safety, like uh, Quan Martin, which I do believe the Packers did bring in for a visit, uh, although he primarily played corner, is a, is a definite uh, prime suspect to go to the safety room. Uh, Riley Moss, who is probably going to be on my don't draft list as a corner, uh, I would absolutely like to see him at free safety. And then I think we haven't heard any news on Kelly Ringo since the combine, but I do believe Brian Gutekunst brought him in for an interview to see like, Hey, are you willing to play safety? Cause I think that in the pro game, that's his true fit. I like it. I like it. Uh, uh, Cody asked about one of my favorite players in this draft who I was so pumped about the possibility of the Packers selecting him until he tested and his RAS was just uh, basically blew him up as a possibility even for the Packers uh, does the combine worry you about Brian Branch, another safety that had a bad combine? His film is so good. I agree. I love his film. What are your thoughts on Brian Branch and the possible fit with the Packers? I love the projection just too much to to let the combine bother me. I don't know right. if teams feel that way. Uh, I mean – the one thing that jumps out for for Brian Branch is the the missed tackles in in four years in Saban's program. We're talking about three missed tackles. That's that's just astounding. And giving you know the package for, for missing <laughs> exactly. tackles, you know, right. like let me just get that guy in my room, you know. And yeah. then also you're talking about a safety that had the second highest rated defense since Minka Fitzpatrick was in Tuscaloosa. So granted Minka tested great and Brian, not so much, but Hmm. uh, this is probably a player where you have to kind of look beyond the numbers and say like, Hey, uh, he's a football player, you know, and he's going to do what he's going to do. And and he's, he's really the epitome of this class, you know, maybe, maybe not the high end, you know, Troy Palomalu, Ed Reed that you're looking for, you know, on the the uh, the athleticism chart. But, you know, he's not going to cost you a game. Love it. I'm right there with you. I, I Like I said, I love him as a player. I love his tape. I just got, like, so depressed when I saw his testing because I was like, well, 
that would most likely mean the Packers are going to look elsewhere. Uh, Ryan gives us a super chat. Thanks for the super chat, buddy. I would like to know, will the Packers give love a safety valve with a tight end in the first round? That's a good question, Ryan. What are your thoughts, Joseph? I know we've heard from everybody and their mother at this point regarding like tight ends. Do you take them in the first round? The history isn't great. But man, there are some talented dudes in this class. And if you wait, you might miss out. What What are your thoughts? They're sitting at 15. Do the Packers take a shot on one of these tight ends? You know, as soon as we lost to the Detroit Lions, I got on Twitter and I said, with the 15th overall selection, the Green Bay Packs will select Mike Mayer out of Notre Dame. Wow. And Taking since shot. then, yeah, that was my <laughs> shot. That was my uh Right. My Kevin Costner, <laughs> no matter what moment. <laughs> right. So, and, and they brought him in. Uh, they brought him they in. Did. They brought in yep. Kincaid. They brought in Washington. Um, these are not guys that are going to stay till the bottom of, of day two. Somebody's oh, going to take them. Um, right. So we, we have to, you know, rest with the possibility that, you know, granted, and the middle of the, the first round tied in isn't the, the, the consensus position you want to go with, but this is that draft class where maybe that's just what you got to do uh, in a sense of, uh, you know, taking out of a, a Luke Skywalker reference, you know, this is not going to go the way you think. <laughs> well played. Well so, played. I like it. So I, I think it's absolutely a possibility. If, if there's a trend in the first round where mayor Kincaid Washington, they start to slide then I can see, you know, Gutica's like, let's split the middle, you know, let's see, uh, right. let's see who's going to fall. And then that's goes into those trade back scenarios. But if, if he feels like, you know, these guys are gone by the time 45 rolls around, then you got to pull the trigger and take your guy. Big B has a good question. Well, Big B shout out. Uh, how are we feeling about a quarterback in the third round? I think it's funny because that feels early, right? especially when you're turning the page and handing the reins to Jordan, you have so many holes to fill, but man, the worst time to look for a quarterback is when you need one. How are we feeling about a day two quarterback for the green Bay Packers? I would hope not in day two and <laughs> especially not the third round, given that we don't have how the bad they've been in the third round, in the third round. <laughs> right. so that'd be a, that'd be a, 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 and then, you know, it'd be the same thing with Jordan, you know, he sits for, 20 years and then like we right. got this guy and he's not even good you know so um my targets and i do have one third round quarterback and that's tanner mckee out of uh uh stanford so and he actually tested really well athletic athletic wise i was surprised right. he's he's uh, akin to uh matt ryan and i was like I don't know if Matt Ryan is the kind of quarterback, you know, we want in this offense, but he actually tested amazingly well. But, and that Stanford offense has had, you know, a litany of trouble for the, like the last five to seven years. So maybe he's, right. he's better than, than, <laughs> than the surroundings. Right. And, uh, but outside of him, you know, I've, you know, possibly, you know, uh, Jake Hayner, which I really loved his game in the, uh, I believe it was the NFL PA bowl. He just, uh, he just went off. And I think, He's probably a guy you don't want to bet against, and but I see him as a, a maybe like a fifth round guy, maybe maybe in the late fourth round. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I I wouldn't be. I think they absolutely take a quarterback in this draft. I'll just be very surprised if it's before day three. Like I, 
you got to have somebody, right? Like, I don't think you're going into the season with uh, Danny Etling as your two. Um, but, you know, I, I think they'll probably sign a vet and draft somebody, would be my guess. Right. Um, you know, I just think the, the position is too important to not address it, right? And, yes, it's great that you're turning the page to Jordan Love, but you got to have guys in the hopper to be developed if, for whatever reason, something might happen with Jordan. But also, just develop guys and turn, you know, turn them loose later on in their career and get some assets for them. I think that, that would be my thought. That would be my thought. Yeah, definitely day three, um, which I'm hoping, you know, somehow Gutekas found a way to get a six round, you know, out of this draft class. But yeah, like Tyson Badgett, uh, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, guys who are, you know, going to be probably towards the, the end of the draft who have some athleticism, maybe, you know, need some, some footwork, some, some cleanup in their mechanics. And, you know, hopefully, you know, that, that preseason comes around, somebody loses a, a quarterback to an ACL or whatever the case may be, and you, you, and you flip know. them for what you paid. Yep, that could happen. Joseph, thanks to the Super Chat. So sorry, I just got here and don't know if this was asked. Barring JSN, who do we want Green Bay to draft at wide receiver? There we go. We'll open up the wide receiver talk. Now, JSN would be phenomenal. I'm not dismissing him as a player in any way, shape, or form. But it's mind-blowing to me how he's kind of become the only thing on offer. And I'm really glad Joseph phrased that the way he did. Who are Other than JSN, who would be great? Who else do you see as a possibility for the Packers at wide receiver in any round, day one through three? Day two, uh, I fell in love with Michael Wilson out of Stanford. He He's had some injury issue, uh, issues over his career, but when he got to the senior bowl, he he showed that he was miles ahead of they love senior bowl guys they love exactly show out at the senior bowl no doubt and his partner in crime uh jaden reed out of michigan state who is a a very speedy shifty kind of guy uh he can he can get loose real quick so those are my top two targets on day two if i could go into day three i'd probably say uh I'm probably going to butcher his name. Prince Iosivas out of Princeton, another you know four three speed guy uh, who who dominated in the Ivy League. Okay, wow. and uh, also he's his stock has kind of fallen a little bit. But uh, Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State, basically just us running it back on another Alan Lazard type receiver <laughs> with right. that that wingspan, that height, and the strength to block. And then lastly, I don't think he gets his his due credit, but uh, Jalen Wayne out of uh, South Alabama, he was a uh, reception king down there for the all-star game. It was the East-West Shrine game. I think he got about seven or eight balls and he moved the sticks every single time. And that's, I think that's what we're looking for in this offense. And, and before we move forward, I like to say shame on all these Packer fans who are are rooting for JSN because to me, that. (laughs) It's the disrespect to one Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Um, if if Christian Watson were in this draft class, he'd be the number one receiver. He, right. JSN wouldn't be close. Uh, granted, they win in, in different ways, but right. Watson is bigger, stronger, faster. He's more of a weapon that you can move around. You know, I think what, what was his first touchdown? Wasn't it a, a, a shovel pass out of the backfield? Right. You know, like, well remembered. Yeah. And, you know, so I don't understand why we're looking for the third or fourth option in our passing game. 
and you know Packer fans everywhere clamoring. Well, for it's it. yeah, it's the Madden slash fantasy football aspect, right? It's like just all the same types are. Oh, he's the biggest, bestest, most hyped dude. We got to get him and collect all the weapons. And look, I'm not saying again. That's why I kind of prefaced it that way. I'm not saying JSN wouldn't be an amazing addition because I think he would be. But it's like, yeah, the the idea of long term investment. You paid a significant amount for Christian Watson last year when you jumped up to grab him in the second round. They tried to get into the first for him. It's like, I understand if you don't go the JSN route in the first round, you know, like there are so many needs on this team. Uh, to your point, you made a significant investment at wide receiver. And also, by the way, Dobbs is no slouch. And uh, Samari Torre, when given opportunities, stepped up every single time so it's like let those guys keep developing yes augment it add to it but i'm with you as far as like where you're putting your investments like i understand not heading towards wide receiver at 15 um gary asks thanks for super chat buddy hi joseph who is your hidden gem of this draft which is always a great question because there's literally like hundreds of dudes who this could be but is there somebody who comes to mind when you're asked, who is your hidden gem of this draft? Hidden gem. Oh, that's hidden gem. Because this is one of those draft classes where I don't think there's there's necessarily gems. There's just really good dudes. That's and fine. We'll take really good dudes. If We're I could, not really good dudes. If I could say a gem, if I could say a gem, I would probably say Keon White out of Georgia Tech. He did visit right. the Packers. Um, I I didn't want to give him his credit when I did the article. What position covering. does he play? Because I He's an edge player. Um, okay. I didn't want to give him his credit in the, uh, I want to say, was it the Senior Bowl or is the East-West Shrine game? It was one of the two. Um, he's just a really large human being. And he's <laughs> he's faster than you would expect for a guy who's almost 290 pounds. Um, ever since Zedarius Smith, uh, I've – I've loved those hybrid edge players, guys who can play, you know, two down and then three down as well. And, and that's Keon White. And the, and the great thing about him uh, that I added in my article is he's only been playing the position for two years and he's already blowing up. He, he's a guy that when you, they say get off the bus kind of person where, you know, if you right. ever play the game and, you know, you get off the bus or you're, you're playing at home, you see the visiting team, you're like, <laughs> That guy, that guy, I gotta block that. <laughs> yeah, like so he's he's that kind of person. I don't know, I don't know how the, you know Gudekun sees him in the defense. Whether he sees him as a uh, as maybe a possibly three down player, five technique, four technique, or just rushing off the edge, um, right. he can probably do both. But uh, I I think he's the kind of guy that, again, only playing the the game for two years. I mean, three years, four years from now, we could be looking at an all pro, and that's the. Uh, that's the sneaky need that nobody's really talking about is this defensive line just got decimated through free agency. Couldn't agree more. Thousand percent. Yeah. It is interesting because every time you bring it up, people kind of go, Yeah, it's like having to eat your vegetables, right? It's like, yeah, Philadelphia literally set records against us on the ground because we couldn't do anything up front. You know, it's like we need help there. A hundred percent. Uh Pack Daddy, thanks for the super chat. Wide receiver Charlie Jones is the perfect addition. He's fast, quick, can play inside or out, and catches everything. Size is a question. 
thoughts on him? Wide receiver Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones out of Purdue. Uh, Pack Daddy actually hit it on the head. Size is definitely an issue. But this is a, a, a draft class. Not so much a draft class. But this is even more the, the moment where we might actually see the, the true Matt LaFleur offense rear its head. And right. we might see some gadget style players. If we're seeing a similar offense to what we saw last year, I I don't think Charlie Jones is the uh, the direction that they want to go to. Agreed. And then right. personally, and I actually kind of hit hit made this uh this epiphany about a couple of days ago. What is it about Big Ten receivers that just don't wow you unless they're from Ohio State? <laughs> right. So I mean, if, you, true, if you think about it, you know, like it's so like true. You know. So, you know, what's funny. I'm so glad you mentioned the idea that if, okay, yes, if they're operating like they were last year, I don't think he's in play. Right. But I will say this when things were still kind of a hybrid, right. Back in 2020, when they were their most efficient on offense, Tyler Irvin was that like kind of orbit motion, you know, making, having screens, getting him in space, whatever. And then they went totally away from that because Rodgers very clearly didn't like all the motion. Well, okay, now you're going to Jordan Love. And as you say, maybe you are going to a more Lafleur-centric system, whatever that might mean. Do we see the return of that kind of player? Because after Tyler Irvin left, they never really got back to any of that. You know, So maybe if this is an offense that is going to kind of turn back towards that, maybe that's the kind of player they look for. Like that right. would not surprise me, especially that, since it wouldn't be a commitment at 15. That'd be definitely somebody day two or three. Right. Because they did interview, uh, I believe, Kendry Miller and uh, Keaton Mitchell from TCU and ECU's respectively. Both backs were like, I think, five, nine at the combine and about right. 170 pounds. But um, I, I'm not a big gadget player kind of guy because one, when you, when you see them come on the field, you know, if you, if you got a good defensive coach, like they know what's coming. It's they like either expect, they're going to get right. the ball or they're a decoy and they're yep. going to adjust, you know, appropriately. And then, you know, it's, it's really just on that player to, you know, maximize their talent in the moment. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see on that one and see what LaFleur likes to do with, you know, his, his offense at his full disposal from now on. Totally agree. Flossie. Thanks for the super chat. Want Jalen Wyatt so bad opposite of Watson be fire emoji. What are your thoughts on Jalen Wyatt? Cause like, I think he's fine. Like, I like him. Like, every time I turn on the tape, I'm a fast guy, real fast. But, man, he's read thin. I don't know how he holds up in the NFL. What, what are your thoughts there? I actually heckled Bleacher Report when they did the mock draft, and they <laughs> traded up to get Jalen Hyde. I was like, what are you doing? We are not trading up to get a wide receiver. So, and, and like you said, he's, he's super thin. And then also uh, – he, the route tree was very limited at uh, Tennessee. It was pretty much, to me, it was hero balls. Like, hey, you know, run run a fade, beat the guy, catch it. You know, he's, right. he's going to have some some serious work to do in his route tree at the NFL, no matter where he goes. Um, so from that standpoint, it's, it's a no for me. If he were just to fall, you know, you know, he's, he's hanging out there in the third round. Oh, sure. Why not? You know, maybe we'll take a flyer, especially if it's the third round. I mean, we got nothing to lose. So, but yeah. like first or second round, I'm, I'm off oh on, on Jalen Hyatt. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Gary, thanks to Super Chat. 
The Cheesehead TV Draft Guide is what the Sears Christmas catalog when I was a kid. I learned to hope, but not expect. Sometimes you get what you get is better than what you want. That's really nice of you, Gary. Um, if you haven't yet gotten the Cheesehead TV Draft Guide, make sure you check it out. The link to purchase your very own copy is in the description of this video. Uh, not one Bears fan in here talking nice. Let's go. Brandy, we got no trolls for a change. I like it. I like it. What? Okay, let me ask you this. If you were to come out of this draft, say, okay, we go through all three days and we've done the whole, who they think, blah, 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 blah. Joseph's dream draft as far as positionally. Like, I don't need specifics as far as the prospects themselves, but who, what, where are the positions that end of the end of the weekend? You're like, okay, they addressed what I what I wanted them to address. What positions are you looking at? I'm looking at edge purely on the defensive line. Uh, again, it, it's a it's a shallow group right now uh, between Wyatt, between uh, Kenny, between uh, TJ. They're going to need some. They're going to need somebody in that rotation. So whether it's a starter, uh, whether it's somebody. You know, they find, you know, late round. It's got to be somebody who can demand snaps soon. So right. somebody in that rotation. After that, uh, obviously a safety. Uh, it doesn't, again, doesn't have to be a guy who wows you. It just has to be a guy who doesn't blow the coverage. And <laughs> as a person who played two ways, a person who played free safety is, it, it's not hard to do. Maybe it's just, <laughs> it's not hard to do. Like just just watch the quarterback, it. but don't don't bite on the moves. Just just stay disciplined. So so Branch again is one of those guys. But outside of that, some again a third or fourth offense in the passing game. So we don't need you know a high end wide receiver. We just need a guy who maybe can make a mismatch against a dime back. What Rod used to say: if he sees a defensive back on the field, he's wearing a forty. I'm throwing the ball throwing that, that way. way. <laughs> throwing the ball that way. So we need a guy oh, who can get mismatched on a defensive back with the number 40. So, and then obviously a tight end. Uh, say what you want to me. It. Josiah Degara is not a tight end. He's a he's a fullback. So we need two tight ends. Find a veteran, you know, off the street, and 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 go from there. And then hopefully some kind of you know competition for Danny Etling. Uh, if, if we can come away with that. Uh, I think I think we'll do pretty good, um, and then maybe as a luxury we can get Jake Moody out of Michigan, so we can have a kicker. So, <laughs> oh, and just please draft him so Corey goes ballistic. That'd be great. I love I love this. Uh, we got a few more questions here. Juan uh, doesn't have a question; just has a statement. Brandon Joseph, safety, Notre Dame slash Northwestern. Brandon uh, Joseph out of out of, North, out of Notre Dame. Um, I actually liked him in the early scouting process. I had him at a second rounder. Um, the tape didn't necessarily hold up. Uh, he's a, he's an aggressive guy. Um, ball production is decently well. I think he I think his testing was probably what held him back. I believe the testing I want to say is what held him back. He's still on my board, um, but he's a guy you're probably going to see maybe around comp pick time. Um, a lot of these safety, really the safety class in general is going to be. The high-end guys are going to be gone. Uh, Branch, uh, Robinson, uh, uh, I can't think of his name out of Texas A&M. Um, Johnson, there you go, Johnson. Uh, so top three guys, Sidney Brown. Once those guys are gone, Quan Martin, once they're gone, then you might, you'll might you see a run 
where you'll see like nobody get drafted right. and until then they'll just hold off until, right. uh, you know, late, late, mid, well, maybe not late, but mid day three. So is he on the, is he a possibility for the Packers? I could definitely see it. It just depends on when those high-end guys go. Because once those high-end guys go, there's probably going to be a low in the safety class. They're like, eh, do I really want to? You know, Adrian Amos is right. I could probably there. get. I could probably get him a lot later. A lot yeah, later. yeah. Big B has a great question. Have you done research on Jake Witt from NMU? Had a fantastic pro day at CMU. Day three guy who would be a great developmental project. Look at Big B out here with the Jake Witt nod. Can't say I've ever heard of him. Is that Jake with the the tight end? See a big B. Yeah, you you tell me. I I don't know, man. Big B out here pulling pulling stuff that even even the most diehard draft Nick is like, who's that? I'll give Jake credit. Maybe he might have stumped me on that one. I want to say that's a tight end, but you you got me on that one, Big B. You got me on that one. It's all good, man. I'll never forget when I was at Bleacher Report, we did a live draft show uh, from Times Square. And it was one of the, we literally did a breakdown for every single selection. It was me and Matt Miller for three days and we got to day three and I can't remember what team it was, but somebody took a tight end from some small school and Matt went, Oh, this is the, this is it. This is the one I've never heard of this guy ever. And that was it. Like, so Trust me, man. It, it absolutely happens. I love Jason. watching. The, was it the stump the room? The stump the. I forgot what they said. Stump the chump. Stump the chump. Yeah. The chump. You got it. <laughs> Not it. Uh, Jason, thanks for super chat. It seems like next year's safety class is really good. Do you see the Packers using a band aid at safety this year and get a stud or two next season? What do you think? I can see that the uh, the safety room needs an addition. We just lost Vernon Scott, so. Right. Uh, there's got to be somebody that I think the Packers want to add, whether they see them as, you know, a, a starter for years to come, whether they see them as a, a stopgap. I don't, I don't think you really want to draft for stopgaps. I think you want to find guys who are going to at least be on the roster, you know, ideally the next three, five seasons. Exactly. Um, they brought in Jamie Robinson. I don't think they brought in Jamie Robinson to, you know, be there for two years. So <laughs> I don't necessarily say the stopgap, but basically a projection of like this guy's going to be on the roster, whether he's a starter or he's the the guy that comes in if somebody's hurt or you know they're playing you know levels declining, but they're going to be on the roster. So could they double dip you know in twenty twenty four, depending on draft position, uh, it's a possibility. It just all depends on you know how you know after the uh, what do they call it the exit interviews at the end of the season like hey how did how did this unit do how did this player do you know right. how is our scheme holding up against the opposition plus the players we have on the roster uh, that's one of those those advanced analytics that the uh, the coaches and the front office have to get together to decide you know when they form their draft strategy for 2024 I love it well man i could talk draft all night but uh, the bandwidth is limited so uh, i can't thank you enough for hanging out and taking questions and talking draft. And if you guys out there want some more of what Joseph's cooking up, make sure you pick up your 2023 pro football draft guides available now from G said TV link to purchase yours is in the description of this video. Joseph will also be joining intermittently. I'm not holding him to all three days, but he'll be with us uh, on the live draft stream here at Cheesehead TV. Joseph famously called out that Zach Tom pick way before it happened. Uh, by the way, how great was that when there was literally someone in our chat like, who is this dude? And then 
Like, legit, you call out Zach Tom, like, oh, Zach Tom's available. He'd be a great addition. And then the Packers take him. Like, that was so dope. You know, that was – that was. I mean, I love doing this. Don't get me wrong. But oh, sometimes it gets a little tedious. I, I, will, I will absolutely say, you know, between three countries, four time zones, it, it's, been, <laughs> it's been a ringer. It's uh-huh. been a ringer. Um, so when you, when you get stuff like that, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I might actually be good at this or at least, at least halfway look like, and I know what I'm talking about. So, um, I can't say I'm going to, I don't know if I'm getting lucky, you know, two years in a row. This is a, this is an awkward draft class. And I I think Goody's going to look, no one expects you to be Nostradamus, but the fact that you like know about so many of these prospects, like we love that you come on every year. I can't thank you enough for the time, man. Uh, we'll see you starting next Thursday without a doubt. Thank you so much for chatting and answering questions, uh, and for contributing to the draft guide. Thanks so much, man. Have a great night. Thank you. Go pack, go.